Let's all now turn to the book of Joshua. Book of Joshua, chapter 1. And as we do, we're going to turn to Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. And if you could please stand, I'll honor the reading of his word. I really love Joshua. He was a quite a feller. Brave in all ways. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, says exactly this. Have not I commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God bless and honor the reading of his word, you may be seated. He is with you wherever you go. God is always with you. You are not alone. God is always with you. Now, just one second. I forgot something in my office. I'll be right back. speed of a light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty hi-ho silver away. Now this was a very popular show in the 1950s. They had movies of it and remakes and everything else, comic books. Young people loved it all over the place, and I always loved The Lone Ranger. I loved The Lone Ranger so very much. I had toys of it growing up. In fact, it was on my sixth birthday that I received a Lone Ranger figure. My brother and I loved it so much, he actually has one now. Uh, one just like I had and everything else. We loved the Lone Ranger growing up. Love the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger was so very cool. He was out all on his own. And every single time that I listen to that uh, wonderful, wonderful song, uh, I always think of the Lone Ranger. And I, I have that. I listen to it all the time, the music. The fact of the matter is, many of us feel like we're all alone. Many of us Christians feel like we're all alone. But we're not. As we just read, we're not alone. God was speaking to Joshua and he spoke to the others. We're not alone. God is with us continuously. We say it all the time as it reads in Proverbs. He never leaves us, never forsakes us. But we feel alone continuously. And the fact of the matter is we feel alone and we oftentimes feel like a Lone Ranger Christian. But we're not a Lone Ranger Christian. We're not. You know, it's true that a cowboy would wear a hat to keep the sun from coming down on him. But the fact is, is the S-O-N sun is supposed to be upon us. And so we need to remove our Christian cowboy hat. Because in reality, we should have the S-O-N scene upon us. And we need to allow people to see that. The scarf, many people want to keep the dust off of us. But we don't need to have a scarf because in reality, we have the Holy Spirit. 
And if we stay within the Word of God and have the Holy Spirit, that does that the world will stay off of us. And many people try to wear a mask. We don't need to wear a mask. We want the people to know who we are. More importantly, we want people to see that the Son of God is within us. And so we don't need to be wearing a mask. We're not to be a Lone Ranger Christian. And more importantly, we are not alone. We're not alone at all because Jesus Christ is within us. Amen? Amen. We're not the Lone Ranger and we are not alone. And the title of today's sermon is Alone. We feel that way, but we're not. And so the first thing I will talk about today is the Lone Ranger. As I said, we're not to wear a mask like the Lone Ranger, and we're oftentimes people don't want to be recognized in this world. They want to go around wearing a mask and feeling as if, uh, well, I'm just going to do these things, but I don't want to be recognized. We shouldn't be afraid to be recognized. Let's see what the Bible says about that. Let's first turn to Romans 14, verse 7. Romans chapter 14, verse 7 says this very thing. For none of us lives for himself, and no one dies for himself. We need to remember that. We're not out there for ourselves. We're not vigilantes. We're not out there to live like a vigilante. We are not out there doing what we want to do. We're not there to be for ourselves on our own. We're not to do our own way, to do on our own accord. We're to be there for the Lord God and do what God wants us to do. Or like it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Listen what it says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says this in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. I say this a lot because it's true. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. You know, we need to remember something. Even the Lone Ranger wasn't alone. And we just saw it. He had silver. And I know that silver is just a horse. I love horses. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. But not just that. He also had Tonto. And even through that, he'd go to villages, and he had a lot of the village people to help him out whenever he needed. The fact is, is we as Christians are not alone. And I know we're not. We're talking about the Lord God. We know that. But we'll get into this even more. We're not just talking about God. We have others. We have other people. We'll get to that too. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to our own understanding. We're not to be lone rangers. Remove your mask. Remove your mask. Let people see Jesus in you. Let others see Jesus in you. Let others see Jesus in you. I mean it now. Remove that mask. Let them see it. Take off that hat. Let them see the Son of God. Shine. Let them see it. Don't worry about the dust of the earth because you are protected by the Holy Spirit. Don't worry about all that. Listen to what it says in 1 Peter 4.14. 1 Peter 4.14 says this very thing. If you are reproached because of the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed. But on your part, he is glorified. See, I get mocked a lot. And I don't blame them. You see the dorky things I do. But when I get mocked because I'm standing up for Jesus Christ, so be it. I, I, I get mocked a lot for, for things. But whenever they mock me for Jesus, which they do, 
Different ones will say, you should say that because God wouldn't want you to say that. Now, when I'm quoting his word and I'm doing it correctly, not taken out of context, you see, we can't do that. But when we do it and we do it correctly, folks, let them do it. So be it. So be it. I'm not a lone ranger. I'm to follow the Lord God. Let him lead me. Let him guide me. But folks, I say, so be it. Let them despise me because they're not despising me. They're despising the sun that they see shining through me. So be it because the glory is to the Lord God, not me. Pastor, I don't want to be mocked. I know you don't. I don't either. But here's the thing. If it's for the Lord God, so be it. I said before, I now see the blessings of being made fun of and mocked as a kid because you're already going to get mocked. You might as well be made fun of for the Lord God. No one's going to like everything you say and do. Going on from there, there's a lot of other things can be said. Hebrews 13.6. It says in Hebrews 13, that's chapter 13, that is, verse 6, So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? I had someone say, What do you mean, what can man do to me? They can mock me. They can make fun of me. They can make my life uh, a living nightmare. They can even kill me. Yeah, I know. Well, so what's the question about? Well, folks, even if they do the worst, the worst, the worst they can do to me, they're sending me straight to the arms of my Lord and Savior. Come on. I'm not worried about it. Are you saying, Pastor, you want people to come in and do the worst, the worst to you? No, but if that be God's will, if my, if God's will, the worst that can happen to me is I go and be with him, oh, no. As certain friends of mine say to me so very often, don't threaten me with a good time. I've been through so many hard times. It, it, the way I see it, see, the way I see it, if God, God knows all things, right? He knows what the next step is. I'm not asking for difficulties, but I know this, that God is with me even through the difficulties, and I'm not alone. He's with me. As long as I'm following him, I'm not alone. I know we sometimes feel alone. We feel all alone out there, but we're not alone. He's with us. And not just that. We're going to get to it in a second. Listen to this now. Listen to this. Proverbs 18, verse 1. Listen, you little writers out there. Make sure you're writing these things down. I'm talking to you at home, man, who's here. <laughs> Write these down because they're going to help you. Oh, they're going to help you. Proverbs 18, that's chapter 18, verse 1. This is the first one of the whole chapter, obviously. But listen to what it says here. He who separates himself seeks his own desire. He seeks and quarrels against all wisdom. The wisest man ever wrote that down. He quarrels against all wisdom. We should go against our own desires. We should go with the desires of God. We're not to be the Lone Ranger. We're not to do that. We're to go with what God wants, not what we want. And then there's Psalm chapter 34, verse 18. The Lord, let me say that again. Psalm 34, verse 18. Psalm 34, verse 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He saves the contrite spirit. I know we feel all alone. I've done it many times, so all alone, broken, depressed, many times. More than I could ever tell you. But he's with us, and he'll give you wisdom. He'll send people in your lives. Man, there's times that I, I felt so alone. I felt like giving up on everything. And right at that moment, oh, it was so ironic. Right when I was praying for a message, 
something would come up, a message on YouTube or, or a scripture I needed. It had to be irony. No, it wasn't irony. It was what I needed when I needed it. And you know why? Because God was listening because I wasn't alone. Jesus doesn't leave you in the heart. Holy Spirit doesn't leave you, your presence. God doesn't leave you. What? Are you saying that God's listening? Yes, he's listening. But are we listening to him? Because he's talking to us. We just got to listen. We're not alone. We're not a lone ranger. We're not alone. But we got to listen. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, says something wonderful too. It says in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be bold like men and be strong. We need to remember not to be afraid, but be bold like men. And by men, I'm not saying a male, but we need to be bold, strong like men of faith. Strong. Oh, I know we get afraid sometimes. I know that. But be bold. Be strong. Don't let it get you torn up. Whenever you are afraid and you feel all alone, you're so alone. No, you're not alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave you, never leave you alone. <laughs> you're not alone. No, you're not. And you're not the Lone Ranger because the Lord God is with you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. There was once a man who I loved so very much by the name of Elijah. And I mentioned him many times. I mentioned this situation, but I've never told the whole thing. Or I guess I have, but. I usually don't tell the whole story here. I usually mention one part about storms and things, and I'll talk about that for just a moment, but I'm, I'm, I'm not really focusing on that. I'm going to focus on another part. Elijah once thought that he was a Lone Ranger, but he was wrong. He wasn't the Lone Ranger. He thought he was all alone out there, and he got depressed, and he was out there in the molly grubs. I mean, I can almost imagine because I've been in that situation almost sucking on his own thumb. You, you, you ever felt like that? I'm all by myself. <laughs> kind of doing, I've said it before, you, you, sometimes we get in the Eeyore way of thinking. You know Eeyore from, from Winnie the Pooh? I'm all alone. And we, we get that kind of way of thinking, now I'm going this way. And we seem to think, no one understands me. And, and Elijah got in that way of thinking. He really did. He thought, nobody cares. Well, we can read this because it's in First Kings. Chapter 19, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 9 and 10. And it goes on beyond that, really. A little before, a little after. But we're just going to read a, a small part of it. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 9 and 10 says this. He came to a cave and camped there. And the word of the Lord came to him. And he, being God, said to him, Why are you here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, Lord of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. So we see that Elijah goes out, and there is a great earthquake, and there is a fire, and there is a great wind. And God was not in these things. We see that in verse 11. And Elijah went back in the cave, and God asked all these questions again. Why are you here, Elijah? And he says the exact same thing. He says, I am all alone. But he was wrong. 
he's not all alone. God goes on to tell him that he wasn't alone, that there are other men. In fact, he goes on to say there are 7,000 men of God still around. God tells him there are 7,000 men. He thought he was all by himself. He says, I'm all by myself. There's no one else. God says, there's 7,000 people out there who still love me. And he goes, they're hiding too, just like you're doing. He says, I have them waiting to serve. In fact, right now I'm going to use you to go out there. You're going to anoint this one and this one and this one. And there's one that I'm going to have follow you. So God then had Elijah go out and train Elisha. And this is where it happens. He goes out and he picks up and trains Elisha. And Elisha then becomes the next to take up the mantle for the Lord God. But you see, so very often we think we're a lone ranger. We think we have no one else to follow God. No one knows God like I know God. No one loves God like I love God. Me and only me. God loves only me like, like, like I only love him. Nobody understands God like me. Nobody reads the word like me. Nobody spends time with God like me. And he becomes kind of egotistical if you're, if you're completely honest about it. Because egotistical, pat my back. Only me and God, no one else. Listen, you have a great relationship with God. That's wonderful. But God has relationships with other people. He can use them too. Now, it's not the same as your relationship with God. But you don't have your own little thing with God. God can use them too. We need not to think of ourselves as being all alone. And we need not to think of ourselves as the Lone Ranger. We have brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to come together. We need to come together right now. We need to come together because of the Lord God. We need to come together and lean upon one another right now. We need to quit thinking of ourselves as being all alone. Lean upon the Lord God and know that we are not alone. But we need to make sure that they are brothers and sisters in Christ. Not just people who say they believe in God, because a lot of people believe in God. Satan believes in God. We need to make sure they are brothers and sisters in Christ. But they are there. They are there. They are a posse, a group. Back in the Old West, there are many people. Many people. They come together as a posse, a group. They summon the law and stand together. And there be a strength in numbers. And I'm here to tell you right now, the church that is the people of God, the family of God, that is the brothers and sisters of Christ, we are a posse. We are a group. We are a family. We're so glad to be a part of the family of God. And the church family, we are to strengthen one another. We're not to backbite. We're not to point out the faults of one another. No, 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 no. If we see faults of one another, whether that be gossip, whether that be anger, whether that be frustration, no matter what, what it might be, we're to pray for that brother. We're to pray for that sister. We're to strengthen them, not their faults, but to strengthen them and help them out. Be there for one another. Help one another. Love one another. Strengthen one another. Stand with one another against the enemy, against the world, against all those things. Stand up. Stand up for Jesus. Because we need our brothers. We need our sisters. Amen? Amen. That's right. Listen to what it says in 1 John 1, 3. We declare that you that which, excuse me, listen to this now. We declare to you that which we have seen and heard that you also may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with his son Jesus. It's important. It's important that we come together. It's important that we come together. 
that we have a posse, that we come together and find strength with our brothers and sisters in Christ. It honestly hurts when I see, now I realize not all people can help it, some people can't come in, some people have things that happen, whether it be emergencies, whether they're sick, whether there's a family emergency, whatever, I'm not picking on anybody, I'm not saying that, but when I see pews that get empty and people start making excuses, because that happens, uh, people do make excuses, I know because I've done it in the past myself, people start making excuses why they can't be in church, why they shouldn't be in church, and why, you know, sometimes it's COVID or whatever, sometimes that's an excuse, because COVID's not like it once was, and uh, the fact of the matter is those shots haven't been working like they're supposed to work anyway. And I'm not going to pick on anyone in particular, uh, talking about the uh, Fauci or anyone that's between him and the Lord right now, but I will say this, the fact of the matter is, uh, we're to be a posse standing together for the Lord. And if you want to grow strong in the Lord God, don't just come for Sunday school. Stay for church because there is strength in numbers. This is biblical. Don't just come for church. Come for Sunday school because there's strength in numbers. You can learn a lot more. Don't just come for Sunday. Come for Wednesday because there's strength in numbers and you can learn. Don't just come on TV through video. If you can be here, I know there's some who come from other states, and I love you, and I'm glad you could do that. I love you so much. You might be in another country watching. I know a couple of them do, actually, because we talk. But the, the truth is, if you can, come together right now. Come together, because you need to. You might say, but I emotionally have issues. I understand, so do I emotionally have issues. But I'm not a Lone Ranger, and neither are you. Take off your mask, take off the hat, take off the, 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 the whatever that is. I can't remember at the moment. Take it off. What's that? The bandana. That's exactly what I was saying. No, take off the bandana. Take it all off right now. Come together. And I'm not saying this to you because I'm getting on to you. I'm saying this to you because don't listen to the enemy. But, Pastor, you don't understand. What I do understand is that we listen to the lies of the enemy. It's important to be together. But why do we have it on video? Because I know that some people need it. Some people can't be in church, and it's great that we have it. It's wonderful. But at the same time... At the same time, sometimes things intervene and, and video gets broken up. I, I can't help that. It happens. We are going to try to. But the other thing is, is that it's better to be together because it's not the same. It's just not the same. It's not the same. When you're together, first of all, it, there's power in numbers and there's an emotional attachment. But even more so, there's a spiritual attachment through the Holy Spirit. And you may not believe that, but it's true. It's true. As far as the emotional attachment, try going to a, a music concert. There's an emotional attachment in that. It's more emotional when you've been there in concert. But more than that, a spiritual attachment, you can feel the Holy Spirit in the place when you're there. More so, I'm not saying the Holy Spirit's not powerful enough to touch you, because it does. But I'm telling you that if you can be together, you should, because that means to, t to say that you will step out further. You'll step out further to go and follow God. If you're just down the street and you say, oh, I'd rather just watch it at home because it's easier for me. Are we really going to do that? Are we really going to do that? I mean, man, man, oh man. A couple weeks ago, I had to watch y'all at home. I had to watch this church at home because I wasn't feeling well. And thank God I could. Thank God I could be with my family in Christ, with my posse, uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I watch other churches too. And I'm so glad I could be with the posse. But folks, it's not like being here. When I'm here, I can feel the Holy Spirit. I can be with my family, with my posse, and I'm so glad I can do that. It's so great that I can be with them in person. 
feel the Holy Spirit. And it's so different. It is so very different than to be with my brothers and sisters. Uh, I can. It's okay to say amen. Amen, yes. It really is. It really is. So it says being with your church family is important. And there is a difference. TV and being indifferent is different. It's good to have a TV, but it's not the same. And here's something we need to remember for the Lone Ranger folk. We don't strengthen ourselves. We need each other. We may think we strengthen ourselves. We don't. We need each other because we strengthen our, each other. There's times I'm feeling down and I feel like ah, I just can't go on. It's true the Holy Spirit strengthens me, but you know what? Sometimes a brother at church will say something to me or a sister will say something to me and it just lifts my spirits. I had one just the other day say something to me and uh, I needed to hear it. And uh, I, it's not like I thought they said, hey, I got the magic words. I'm going to say the pastor just lift him up. But you know what they did? They did. They had, I was feeling just a, just a little bit down. And I'll tell you what, they said something just lifted my spirits. That's happened so many times. That's what the posse the family of Christ can do for one another. They say things that just lifts you up. Just lifts you up. This is what it says in 1 Peter 3.8. Oh, this is a good one. 1 Peter 3.8 says this. Finally, be all of one mind. Be all of one mind. Be loving toward one another. Be gracious and be kind. See, the problem with the family of uh, Families can be uh, a pain. We know that. I'm talking about actual families. We love one another, but you know, I'm talking about my brothers and sisters, my literal brothers and sisters. Growing up, brothers and sisters, I see a lot of times with my nephews and nieces. They they fight sometimes. You know, as kids, for you. I was that way with my brothers and sisters growing up as kids. We'd argue and bicker. You know, kids. Sometimes in the family of God, we do that too. We can bicker a little bit, folks. We don't need to bicker. Let your bygones be bygones and let the Holy Spirit God settle those bygones now I know we're different sometimes the by is right and the gone is, is incorrect and sometimes vice versa and I'm simply saying that we're not always right but Jesus is and sometimes he tells us to shut up and let the Spirit talk and if you do that if you do that it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong because Jesus is right and we can bring mending back. And what I mean we, I mean he, he, he can bring it back. I've seen people who I thought we would never be able to bring peace again and God did it. God does it every single time because he's always right. I love this verse. I say it a lot. In fact, there's a shirt I keep coming very close to buying because I love this verse. I have a very dear brother who says it to me all the time. I love this verse. He says Proverbs 27, 17 Proverbs 27, 17. Listen to you at home. Proverbs 27, 17. It's easy to remember because 27, 17, I mean, it goes together. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. That means the face of his friend. Iron sharpens iron. When your brother and sister needs it, when they're down, you sharpen their face. You you help them. You bring them up. But you, you also can, can correct them when they're incorrect. And I don't mean you go to them, let me tell you something. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's times that the spirit of the flesh has them thinking incorrectly. And the spirit will speak through you to them. And I don't mean that I'm going to tell them something. That's what I'm saying. 
That means when you're following the Spirit, the Spirit just might be talking to you. And you might say, I got a blessing. I've seen it through my brothers and sisters many times. They, they stand up and say something, and it's what I needed to hear when I needed to hear it. And it changed the look on my face because, like, thank you, God. I needed that. How did they know? They didn't. The same spirit within them knew because it's in me, and it knew I needed it right then and there. How many times did I have my sister or my brother come to me and say, guess what? When so-and-so said that, I needed it right then because I was going through that same problem just this morning. And they said, that's such a coincidence. No, it wasn't. The same Lord heard it and said, guess what? I'm going to say this to him or her because that's the posse, the family of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians 6.2. Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We're to bear one another's burdens. Pick it up. Help one another when they're in trouble. Come on, we can help each other out. First Thessalonians, I know I got a lot here, but it's because I am so very much into helping our families out when we need it. First Thessalonians 5.11. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, So comfort yourselves together and edify one another just as you are doing. That's what Paul said. We're to edify one another. Help each other out. Don't kick them in the shin. No, if you see someone has pain in the shin, take the scripture that wraps that shin around and helps them walk a little straighter. Help the, the, the brothers or sisters in your church family and their posse. Help them out. James 2.17. It says in James 2.17, So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. In other words, Show yourself approved. As we say so often, by our actions we are known. When we do that, it helps our brothers and sisters around us to show what needs to be seen. I love what John says. Oh, I love what John says in 1 John 3.18. He says in 1 John 3.18, My little children, let us, not, let us love not in word and speech, but in action and and in truth in action and truth so we can show the love towards our family by the things that we do if we say we love our brothers and sisters folks and yet we show them that we don't by acting hateful then we don't love them like we should we need to show them and one last scripture when it comes to this is Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 through 25 Hebrews chapter 10, 24 through 25 says, And let us consider how to spur one another to love and to good works. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but let us exhort one another, especially as you see the day approaching. It is so vitally important to go to church. This is talking about the assembly of one another. That's why I could not leave this out. When people say, I love God, but they don't go to church. Listen, I'm not saying that if you don't go to church, you're not a Christian. I'm not saying if you don't come to church, stay in church, be in church, that you don't love God. But by our actions, we are known. And if you say you love God, but you don't do anything to show the evidence thereof, folks, how can you say you love God and not show you love God? Come on. I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. But if you feel bad, it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit. 
You know how many times people call me? You really made me feel bad. I used to have a guy here who always say, you really kicked me in the shin. It wasn't me. If I kicked you in your shin, you wouldn't be getting up for a while. No, in, in reality, it was the Holy Spirit kicking you in the shin. You want to get mad at someone, get mad at the Holy Spirit. It wasn't like I called him out by name. Brother so-and-so and, and sister, what's your name? It, it's not that. I'm not calling you out. I wouldn't do that. But the Holy Spirit does. It says, sister, brother, pastor. Uh, yeah, you're right. I need to do this. And it does. But see, we're there for one another. Moses. Moses led the people. We see this in Exodus chapter 17. Moses led the people into battle against the Amalekites. Listen to what it says. He was trying to hold his staff. But the time came, because the power of God came to his staff. It wasn't Moses. The time came. He could not hold his staff up anymore. He was too weak. He was too old. So they all came together. And God used God used the family. He used the power of the family to help out. It says in Exodus chapter 17, verse 12 and 13, and it says it more than this but listen what it says in, in Exodus 17 12 but Moses's hands became heavy so they took a stone and put it under him like I'm sitting right here it's not a stone it's, it's a chair but listen what it says they took a stone put it under him and he sat on it and Aaron and her that's H-U-R like bitter Aaron and her supported his hands one on one side and the other on the other side and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun so think about that. Moses couldn't keep his hands up. He was too old, too frail. So they held his hands up. They held his hands up. They said, we want God to continue to go powerful in this place. We're going to hold his hands up. Folks, I've had brothers and sisters in this place to do the same for me. My brother there, Brother Tony, has held my hands up. He's kept me from being on the floor, shaking with seizures. He's held my hands up. He's seen me have a hard time walking. He's held my hands up. Brother Leon has held my hands up. He's seen me in problems. I've had Brother Jay hold my hands up. Brother Jeremy, I've seen them all. Brother uh, Urs and all the others have held my hands up because they know that I'm in trouble and they strengthen me. All my sisters do the same. They know that I need them and they do it. We see even when Jesus Christ was here, there was a lame man who needed healing. And so his dear friends, his friends of faith, went to Jesus, but Jesus couldn't see him because there's too many people in the house where he was. And so we see in Luke chapter 5, verse 20, in Luke chapter 5, verse 20, we see that what they did was they cut a hole in the roof. And can you imagine that if you're the people that own that house? Whoa! So anyway, they cut a hole in the roof. And listen what happens here. I want you to see this now. This is what it says in Luke chapter 5, verse 20. When he, that's Jesus, when he saw their faith, their faith, their faith, the friends' faith. When he saw the friends who came together, their faith, he said to him, that's the man, man, your sins are forgiven you. Why did he say this? Because the family came together. The posse came together and he healed him. This is what happens when we as a posse come together. Even the disciples who were led by Jesus were a posse. We see they leaned upon one another when they needed one another. They were there. They leaned upon one another. They were close. We are a posse. We're a family. We need one another. We need to be there for one another. Don't focus on the weaknesses. This is not to say that you don't notice them. We notice them. I have weaknesses. I know it's hard to tell. <laughs> I have weaknesses. 
But we're not to focus on those, and it's not to be un unrealistic either. And say, oh, they have no weaknesses. No, we do. We're human. But we focus on the love we have for one another. And we're not to follow the posse of the lost. Yes, there's a posse of the lost. We know that. And they usually hang the innocent. Back in the Western days, people would get overdriven with emotion, and there'd be a lynch mob. And the lynch mob would start a riot. Uh, it's a shame we don't have riots now, huh? Anyway, they have a riot vigilanteism, and they do have those. But 2 Corinthians 6.14 talks about this. It says in 2 Corinthians 6.14, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion has light with darkness? We're not to get together with that tribe, with that posse, with that type. We're to be together with our posse. It's not to say you don't love those people. You can love them, but we're not to be of them. Don't put on that mask. No, don't do that. We're not to be like that. Matthew 5, 11 through 12. Listen to what Jesus says here. Matthew chapter 5, 11 and 12 says, Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you. Now I realize a lot of people don't want to be persecuted. We don't want the world to hate us. We don't like to be mocked, made fun of, or hurts our feelings. But listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 5, 11-12. He says, Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be very glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in this manner they persecuted the prophets who were before you. It's a blessing. I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes. When you're being mocked, when you're being made fun of, but when you're being mocked and made fun of for the sake of Christ, it's a true blessing. I get mocked and made fun of a lot whenever I'm, I'm saying things about the Lord. And I'm doing it in love, even. That's how it should be. But when you speak the truth, you will be mocked. You will be mocked. Make sure you're doing it with love, but make sure you're doing it in truth. Not to your point of view, but to the, to the truth and the point of the Bible. Make sure you're not taken out of context. Again, we are not to be alone. Alone, we have no strength. We need God and each other, the family of God. We stand together. There's strength in numbers. We are a church family. And I'm not just talking about being in a church. I'm talking about the family of God. Be there to strengthen one another. We don't strengthen ourselves. We need each other to do so. It says in Philippians chapter 2, 1 through 2. It says this in Philippians 2, 1 through 2. If there is any encouragement in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any compassion and mercy, then fulfill my joy and be like-minded, having the same love, being in unity of with one mind. We're to have one mind. We're not to go with the world, but be with each other. And 2 Corinthians says an awful lot about being together, being of one mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. What does it say there? Well, let's look at that. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 through 4, Blessed be, be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, 
and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble by the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. God knows our tribulation. He knows that we are troubled by the people of this world. He knows that. But he's there to comfort us through it. He's there. We're not alone. We're not a lone ranger. Remember that. You're not the lone ranger. You're not alone. Verse 14 of chapter 13 of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says this. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Folks, when people say the Trinity is in the Bible, oh, that's not true. They're all together, and this says it right here. Okay, so the word Trinity isn't in there. There's a lot of words that aren't in the Bible. A lot of words that are in the Bible doesn't mean that it's on the Bible. That's what it says, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14 says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. You're together. And as we finish up today, I know right now the way it feels when we see, when we see, we see the news. We see that we're under great attack. We can see that there are attacks, even physical attacks, on churches, on Christians, on people who try to speak morally. There are attacks upon those people. But you stand strong. Because you're not alone. You're not alone because God is with you. And not even that. This is why it's so vitally important for Christians to stand together. Listen, the people out there of the world, the people out there, whether it be politically, definitely immorally, they stand together, they stand strong, and they speak out loud, they scream, they yell, they act like a bunch of fools. And they are fools because they say there is no God. So I can proudly, loudly say, you're foolish. I can say that. People used to say to me, don't ever call anyone a fool because that's like, that, that. the Bible says not to know. It says to call someone a fool who says there is no God. By the way, the word fool is not a bad, bad word. It's not, it's not a bad word. It's not a bad word. It says not to call someone a fool uh, unless it says there is no God. But actually, it doesn't even say that. That word fool doesn't always mean the same thing, you know. But there's a lot of people who live like a fool. And live like there is no God. They're not following God anyway. They don't. They don't follow Him. Listen, they are fools because they don't live like there's a God. They are fools. But we need to stand strong, stand together. Those who follow the Lord God. I know we sometimes feel alone, but you're not. There are many other Christian family rangers with you, and rangers. We are never alone. We are led by God. When you go out there. It's okay if you hear the William Tell Overture in your head. But when you do, remember you have the guns. They maybe, they're not silver little guns. What they are is the Bible. They are scriptures. They're not bullets. They're scriptures. They're the word of God. And you know you're not alone. You have the word of God with you. As it says in 1 Peter 5, 7. 1 Peter 5, 7 is strong because it says, Cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. You may feel alone, but you're not alone. And when the world tries to come upon you and tries to bury you, 
You don't have to feel buried because you are not alone. Cast all your cares, all your cares, whether it be at work, whether it be at school, whether it be with your family who doesn't agree with you, whether it be with other people, cast all your cares upon him because you are not alone. Remember what Jesus said to you. You are his sheep. He is your shepherd. Listen to what he says. John 10, 27. John 10, 27 says to you, little rangers. He says this. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Don't go out there running on your own like a lone ranger because you're not. You are his little lambs. Follow him. Follow your shepherd. He will lead you. He will guide you. He also says, Paul says this, 1 Corinthians 1 9. 1 Corinthians 1 9 says, God is faithful, and by him you were called to the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. We're to be led by Christ. We're to follow Christ. Don't go out there like a lone ranger. You are not alone. Don't go out there thinking on your own understanding that you'll be shooting and doing all the, the, the words and all the scripture on your own. I'm going to tell them this, and I'm going to tell them that, and I'm going to shoot this scripture at them. I'm going to tell them this. I'm going to no, 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 no. Be led by Jesus. And when you are led by Jesus and the Holy Spirit and by the Lord God, God will tell you what to say. God will tell you what to do. God will tell you the attack. And it's not your attack anyway. It is the Lord God through you. And when that is done, when that is done, we will realize we never have been, we never will be, and we never should be a lone ranger because you are not to be alone ever. And I'll finish here tonight, today, pardon me, by reading this and take this with you. John chapter 14, verse 27. Because this is very important. John 14, 27. When Jesus was at the Last Supper, he knew he was about to leave. And he knew he was leaving an awful lot to his disciples. And he said this to his disciples. And you are his disciples, rangers. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You see, Rangers, posse, Christ. We need not be afraid because we are not alone. He is shining in you, shining for all the world to see. You never have to worry about a, uh, wearing a bandana. You never have to worry about a mask or using a hat. Let all people see you and let all people see Christ in you. You're not alone and you're not a ranger. At least not one of the world and you're not to be by yourself you're to be one of Christ's you're his child and know the world should see that and the reason why they're against you is because they're not against you at all but against your leader your shepherd be proud of it be proud of it and the next time that you go out there riding riding Know the reason that they want to knock you off that horse is because they hate what you're saying. They hate how you're living. And you should feel proud. You should feel proud how you're living. 
And all I got to say to that is, hi, ho, silver, no pleasure. That's about Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you because you, Lord God, give us the ability. You give us the ability to live for you. You, Lord God, give us the wisdom, the know-how. You give us, Lord God, scripture, weaponry. And Lord God, you're the one who lives it through us. I pray for those who are not with us now. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you will give them the wisdom to, to be here. The importance of being with family. The importance of being with the posse. The importance and strength of being with those who can build them up so that this church will grow, Lord. That the posse will grow, Lord. That we will start to grow, not just because of number, Lord. That's not what it's about. But, Lord God, that the importance of growing a spirit that people will start being able to stand strong against the world that you will stand strong through us. Lord, I pray for strength, Lord. I pray that we will be able to stand up, Lord, against those who come against us. I pray, Lord, when fear comes against us, Lord, that we'll be able to stand up, Lord, call upon you, and, Lord, be stronger than ever, knowing that we are not alone and knowing that we have members of the posse with us, always helping us and holding each other up. I praise you, Lord, for the examples you've given us in your word, and the examples and the people around us. I pray for all of this, and I pray if there be anyone here today who needs you, Lord, whether it be through salvation, or whether, Lord God, it be through, Lord, just strengthening us on this very day, I pray, Lord God, that you help us. I pray for those at home. I pray, Lord, that you will just help us right now. Help us with your word. Help us, Lord God, with strength. I pray for all of this in your holy, precious name. Amen.